Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. According to Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott, a wife's most basic needs in marriage are one, to be cherished, two, to be known, and three, to be respected. Well, we covered numbers one and two last week, so let's begin our time together today by looking at number three. She needs to be respected. You know, men are usually quite unaware of how much women need to be respected. Well, why is that? Because when men are not respected, they react very differently. A man who does not feel respected, for example, is apt to become self-righteous and indignant. He feels even more worthy of respect when others don't respect him. He may even give less until he gets what he feels he deserves. Women operate differently. When they are not respected, they feel insecure and lose their sense of self. That's why it is so vital for you to take special care of your spouse's need for respect. According to the parrots, there are a number of ways to show respect to your wife. To begin with, do not try to change or manipulate her, but rather honor her needs, wishes, values, and rights. Respecting your wife means including her in decisions. I'm always amazed when I find a husband who wields all the power in a marriage and makes all the decisions regardless of what his wife thinks. Build your wife's self-esteem and sense of security by asking her for input whenever you can, even on the small things. When you make a decision that might affect her, say, I'm thinking about, what do you think of that? Or, I'm thinking we should, what would you like? Respecting your wife means supporting her and fulfilling her dreams and desires. In the weekend couples conferences that I lead, we spend time talking about the box of hopes, dreams, and desires we each bring to the marriage. What are the signs that our hopes, dreams, and desires have become expectations? And how do we handle these hopes, dreams, and desires so that they do not become expectations? Respect says, I support you. You are valuable to me and you don't have to be any different from whom you are. In return for this respect, a woman will be able to relax. She will not have a compulsive need to prove herself as an equal, but will automatically feel and be equal. What a wonderful way to live with a woman. Well, now let's shift sides and look at what the parrots say are the husband's three most basic needs in marriage. Those three, according to the parrots, are one, to be admired, two, to have autonomy, and three, to enjoy shared activity. And according to them, no one plays as significant a role in meeting a man's unique needs as his wife. The parrots say that being appreciated is a man's primary need. He measures his worth through his achievements, big and small, and needs them to be recognized. A woman's need for admiration and appreciation, while certainly important, is rarely as strong. 
When a woman seeks appreciation, she more accurately wants to be understood, to be validated. You see, there is a significant difference between men and women when it comes to being admired. Men derive their worth more from what they do, while women derive their worth more from who they are. Look at it this way. When women do not receive admiration from their spouse, they tend to be more motivated than ever to earn it. But when a man does not receive admiration from his spouse, he begins to lose motivation to try. Without a feeling of being admired, a man's energy is drained. He soon feels inadequate and incapable of giving support. Without being admired, men lose their will to give. You have no idea how damaging a critical statement is to your man's personal power. He responds to not being admired the same way you do when he invalidates your feelings. It is demoralizing. Some women feel that by criticizing their husbands, they can manipulate them to give more by withdrawing her appreciation. But that never works with a man. Admiration is the fuel a man needs to get going. It gives him power. Now, before you begin heaping words of praise on your spouse, I need to give you a word of caution. Never fake your admiration. By simply saying flattering words to your husband, you can do more harm than good. To have any value, praise must genuinely reflect your feelings. Number two. He needs to have autonomy. Let me share what Leslie Parrott says about this need. She says the following. During our first year of marriage, I remember bursting into Les's study to let him know that I was home. He was beginning a grueling doctoral program, and I had just begun a new job. How are you doing? I ask as I slipped behind his desk and wrapped my arms around his neck. He sat almost motionless, taking notes on a yellow pad. So I tried again. Did you have a good day? This time I heard a slight sound. Mm-hmm, he murmured. You wouldn't believe all the stuff that happened to me today, I started to say. Unless interrupted, just give me a minute here, okay? I walked out of the room feeling terribly dejected. Why doesn't he welcome my caring for him, I thought. I would stop anything I was doing if he greeted me that way. It was only later in our marriage that I realized what was actually going on. Men and women cope differently with stress. According to John Gray, author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, men, when faced with stress, become increasingly focused and withdrawn while women become increasingly overwhelmed and emotionally involved. At these times, a man's needs for feeling good are different from a woman's. He feels better by solving problems, while she feels better by talking about problems. Remember, as we've said in several of our broadcasts, women handle stress by talking about the cause of their stress so they can figure out how they feel about it. And then, when they know how they feel about it, they can deal with it. Men, on the other hand, withdraw as a way to handle their stress. Well, back to Leslie Parrott's narrative. 
Once I understood this distinction, I was able to meet one of Les's primary needs, to be autonomous. It is a universal male need. Whenever a man is under stress, an important deadline is approaching, he's under pressure at work, etc., he requires a little space. At such times, he becomes absent-minded, unresponsive, absorbed, and preoccupied. Unlike women, men typically don't want to talk about this situation. They don't want to be held or comforted, not until they have had time to themselves. She continues, I have learned from experience that if I try too early to disengage less from his problem, I get only a small part of his attention while he continues to mull over what is really on his mind. It is as if he is temporarily incapable of giving me the attention I want until he has a moment to adjust his agenda. I know enough now to say, Is this a good time to interrupt? And he can say, I need another five minutes, or I'd like to unwind by watching the news first. You see, part of the need for autonomy is the man's need to have time to regroup. Some wives complain because their husbands don't immediately talk about their day when they come home from work. They first want to read the paper or water the lawn, anything to clear their minds before engaging in the relationship. It's a male thing. But giving your husband space when he needs it, whether you understand it or not, will gain you a happier husband. The idea of giving my husband autonomy was a difficult lesson for me to learn. I instinctively wanted to support him in the way that I would want to be supported. If I were in his shoes, for example, I would want to be asked lots of questions about how I was feeling. I would want to be held and pampered. But that's a woman's way, not a man's. Number three, she needs shared activity. In the couples' conferences that I do, we spend some time talking about the dynamics of dating and how these change in marriage. When we were dating, we were in the sales and marketing business. We were selling an image we hoped the other person would buy, and they were selling an image they hoped we would buy. One of the areas we did this in was in the area of shared activity. Then after the marriage ceremony, you begin to discover that the things you like to do and the things your spouse likes to do have very little in common. In some relationships, the only thing you both like to do is just going out to dinner once in a while. When this happens, then the wife usually becomes content to let her husband do his own thing. The hurt and bewildered husband wonders why his wife no longer wants to be with him. Author Walter Wangerin Jr. put it this way, Unless you learn to play a duet in the same key, to the same rhythm, a slow process of disengagement will wedge you apart, first secretly, psychologically, and then openly and miserably. One of the first gaps between husbands and wives is in their notions of emotional intimacy. For most women, Intimacy means sharing secrets, talking things over, cuddling, and so on. But a man builds intimacy differently. He connects by doing things together. 
Remember, men focus on achievement. Working in the garden or going to a movie with his wife gives him a feeling of closeness. Well, our time has gone for today. As I close, I want to encourage you to attend one of the many Bible-believing and teaching churches here in the Treasure Valley. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to have you visit us. Our services at Cloverdale Church of God are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. And we're located at 3755 South Cloverdale Road. That's between Victory and Amity. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.